Hey, hello, how's everyone doing out there? This is the PlayStation Report. I'm Frank with Tyler. Tyler, how's it going, dude? It's going alright. How are you? Uh, I am wired. I'm here. Back to an old classic. Monster Energy Zero Ultra. The white, calorie-free monster. That's... that's... Sugar-free. It has 10 calories that it's pulling from somewhere. Uh, But, yeah. A classic. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. My, uh, one of my co-workers in, in my department, almost, so we have a, a department meeting every Thursday, right after lunch, and uh, every week he will have one of those monster ultras, oh, and yeah. he crushes it in probably 20 minutes. Oh, hell thing. yeah. <laughs> that's mm. after he had a cup of coffee in the morning. I'm like, dude, going to kill yourself. You know, you're just overloading on the caffeine. There you go. <laughs> but I told him, though, because you taught me. I still haven't had one yet, but I told him, I'm like, have you heard of bucked up energy? Mm. And he yeah. has not. I'm like, yeah, I, I got to check it out. But he seemed interested. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually um in the, in the Dollar Tree and... You know, I, I I'm so used to these stores having interesting ener- like off-brand black market energy drinks, but they just don't have them anymore. They just yeah. don't have the heat. Uh, right? No. <laughs> just a very no, they basic stuff. I keep seeing this Prime shit everywhere. I'm not going to drink Prime. I haven't had that. I like. What, is it anything different or? I don't know, man. It's just yeah. it just seems wrong. I don't know. There's something wrong about it. I don't know what. Yeah. Maybe I'm well, just being biased. I, all of a sudden, yeah, Maybe I don't I'm know. Just, all of a sudden, it's everywhere. I, I think it might just be the kind of people that I see sponsored by Prime Energy that I'm like, oh, these jackasses. They want, they're, they're, these are the people that are getting money from Prime I I don't yeah it's just yeah a lot of um a lot of people that I don't like getting prime sponsorships. Mm, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Um, I don't know about the product, and I may never, never, never know about the product. Um, but a product I do know about is video games, Tyler. And uh, I've been playing them. I've been playing specifically three video games. Mostly. I don't know nice. about you. Did you manage to uh, wrap anything up? No. No. Ah, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> no. Just a little bit more Final Fantasy sixteen. Honestly, I haven't had, unfortunately, a lot of time to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. I don't have anything else to really, really say about it. But, yeah. Did more stuff. I, I don't know. It, the pacing in this game is just very, very poor. At times, like, yeah, you get through just these amazing sequences, and then it's like, go save these villagers from the monsters. It's like, oh my god, how many times do I have to go to fucking Martha's rest? Damn, (laughs) let's fucking move on. Yeah, um, yeah, so I don't know, I'm getting there. Look, Tyler, you. Being able to, you know, push your way through Final Fantasy 16 
is telling me that you're ready to play Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> In what way? <laughs> um, in that I don't think Final Fantasy... I think sixteen, the stuff that sixteen makes a slog is even worse than what fourteen has been. I got you. Was at its worst. I got you. Okay, got you. Um, yeah. Uh, anything else other than Final Fantasy? Nope. That's that's all I got. All righty. For now, uh, I have been continuing along my Yakuza six playthrough i'm on chapter seven now i think towards the end of chapter seven um man i i just really love i i love kiryu i think kiryu is like maybe my favorite video game character Mm. i like i was thinking about it like uh, just like one one night when i was laying awake in bed i was just thinking about huh who are my favorite video game characters and, like, I can't get past Kiryu. I think Kiryu might be, like, number one favorite video game character. So maybe I have to make that list. Maybe I just... Maybe we have to make that list. Yeah, maybe we should make that list. That, that could be fun. Yeah. Honestly. Pretty fun to do. I am down. Yeah. Uh, continuing on, um, games with bad pacing, uh, maybe. It depends how you play it. Fallout 4. Um there's another settlement that needs your help. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I've I've been playing a lot of that. Um, and you know what, I I was not very thorough when I first played Fallout Four. I'm gonna admit that I was not very thorough. I found a companion, a whole ass companion that I totally missed the first time I played that game. Um, Kate, the Irish chick. Have you? Do you know? You played Fallout Four, but I you, do. do you know? I don't recall her, but it's also been a really long time at this point. <laughs> yeah, the, the way so. you get get her is like you go into this one place called the Combat Zone. Like it's just in the middle of the city. It's this building that they call. It's called the Combat Zone, and she's in there fighting some raiders in a in a ring. Like it looks like the. They've got, like, a whole sports betting thing going on there. And then all the raiders see you, and obviously, because they're raiders, and they see you, the protagonist of the video game, they all attack you. You wipe them all out. And then there's Kate uh, and uh, her manager, and then her manager's like, uh, I, I, I need some time to rebuild this place. You fucked this all up. Uh, here's Kate's contract, so now she's your companion. <laughs> so um, She's interesting. She's, she has some fun commentary. I, I think... Uh, yeah, I, th- I think I need her to be my companion for the rest rest of my playthrough here, just to have something fresh. Because I've heard Piper so much, I've heard so much of Preston and Nick Valentine. Like I know what those guys think and what they're gonna say and all that shit. So, right? Yeah, I do. I do. I recall all three of those characters absolutely. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, continuing on with that, uh, maybe doing some DLCs here. Uh. Pretty soon, I don't, I don't know. It's just, Do it's you... just my, it's just kind of like my veg out, and uh, well, it's while at work and there's nothing to do. I'm like, you know what, you know what's gonna keep me awake is playing some Fallout. That'll keep my eyes open. <laughs> there you go. What, which game do you think has like the better characters, Starfield or Fallout Four, 
out of the recent Bethesda titles, I guess. Oh man, having played both now. Um, putting you on the spot. So better companions. I'll say Starfield has better companions. Gotcha. Okay. But as far as characters that exist in the world, like NPCs that they just like quest givers, like faction leaders and all that stuff, there is definitely more characters to the ones in Fallout than there is to the ones in Starfield. I got you. So okay. at least that's that's how I how I feel about it. Um maybe if I play a little bit more Starfield I'll I'll, I'll feel differently, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm almost like I I'm not done with Starfield, but I'm done desiring Starfield, if you know what I mean. Like, it's not the game mm-hmm. I'm itching to play anymore. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, the game I have been itching to play, Forza Motorsport. Oh my gosh, I, yeah, I want to, I need to download that. How is it? It's pretty fucking good. It's really good, actually. I think... Yeah, I th- I think Forza Motorsport is really really good. The thing that I love that they've done to this game is has to do with like difficulty and like you know providing an actually interesting race scenario for you. Um, because I'm not sure about you, but in Gran Turismo, and this has been a criticism a lot of people have made, every race is you just starting from the back and trying to get as far forward as you can. Right, absolutely, right. Uh, Forza changes that. Um, I, I feel like in Gran Turismo, that kind of doesn't incentivize you like to um, increase the difficulty or take off assists or whatever you need to do to make that game more difficult. Like, it, do- like if every race is you starting from the back, like it's just not as interesting. Um, but in Forza, you, like, they have, like, these adjustable sliders, like, for... Um, I mean, there's three different modes, like, for uh, for simulation stuff. Like, there's, like, uh, the club level, the... Oh, I forget what exactly. But, like, it's different levels, and I'm playing on, like, the, um, the, the highest difficulty in that respect, which it's simulation damage, simulation tires, and fuel, and no rewind. Um, and then you have another slider that is, like, how fast are your AI opponents? And that is where it gets interesting to what you want to do because um, the way events races work in this, you have practice laps, and based on the difficulty, it sets a target time for you to hit. And then once you get your your practice laps in um, and you go to start the race, it has projections for you, and you can choose where you are on the starting grid. And it has projections for where it thinks you will finish in certain places, and there are bonuses for getting on the podium based on how far back you start. Um, so there's this kind of balance to, well, how fast do I want to make the AI? How much of a hole do I want to put myself in? Uh, and, and yeah, it's just it's really interesting uh, to do it that way. Yeah, no, that that actually sounds very interesting. Very cool. I, I like when any game, but racing games in particular, can really, uh, you can kind of really customize how you want it to feel in the difficulty. And, yeah, that's, that seems really exciting. Yeah. 
Yeah, like for that. me, for me right now, it's really just feeling it out track by track. Because certain tracks, like Suzuka, like um, oh, what's uh, Maple Valley, the total fake mm-hmm. track, but you know, right. it's 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 a Forza track. Uh, um, like certain, there are certain tracks that. And, and spa, spa too, where I am just so much faster than the AI that I have to bump up the difficulty to make it an interesting race. Right, right. Um, and yeah, and then there are other tracks, uh, Kilami, um, where I am just fucking slow as shit, <laughs> and so I'll start like higher up on the grid and see if I can hold my position or hold off like people from behind and. Yeah, just different, cool, interesting uh, racing scenarios that I can put myself in based on the track and the difficulty and where I want to, you know, start myself on the grid. Um, yeah, yeah, that that just seems really fun because, I mean, any racing game, I guess, fundamentally comes down to it, but it seems like this game's really going forward of just pace. Like, it's all about the pace that you can race at, and that sounds really, really fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, and another change that I think is better um, is how you upgrade your cars. So you're leveling up your cars like you would in a Forza Horizon or not, but or whatever. Um, but the your car level, like when you level up your car, you occasionally get like you unlock new parts that you can add. But what you're also doing is increasing the limit of customization points you can use. So all of these parts that you're using to upgrade have like a different value for their like for how many customization points they cost, um, and they get refunded when you reshuffle through different parts and whatever. But like you have a limit based on what car level you're at. So yeah, I I don't know I. I when I'm going through a series and I'm with a brand new car at the start of the series, I'm like, okay, this is pretty much stock. And then by the end of the series, I'm like, okay, I have all these different options for how I want to upgrade my car, different directions I can go, but I only have limited resources to go in a certain direction. So yeah, it's, it's, it, I, I enjoy, uh, that, that kind of tinkering around a, a little bit. Um, and yeah, it's, I think it's it's a cool new system rather than just flat, oh, you're going to buy these parts with credits. Uh, you don't earn as many credits in this game. Your credits go to buying cars, and that's it. Um, and I, I like how simple that is and how, yeah, it's it's just, it's so much, it, it just feels so much more streamlined that way. We're like, yeah, you have upgrades for the cars that you use. You're not just going to fucking buy a car and then, I, I don't know. There, there are different ways to think mm-hmm. about it. Like, you're not just going to buy this car and upgrade it right away. You're going to have to drive around with it and get familiar with it. Um, yeah, I, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. You know, that's cool. I, I also heard that the, like, penalty system is new oh, in this game. Oh, yeah. With, oh, with, yeah. Like, the way it determines that, like, on the fly, basically. Yeah, is that cool? so anytime there's a collision or you go off track... You'll see something at the top of your screen with, like, a little um, loading wheel. Uh, and then it'll eventually make a decision on whether or not uh, it was your, you were at fault for a collision that was avoidable. Or whether or not you left the track to gain an advantage or passed illegally off track. Um, so, yeah. 
that's so is this gonna um replace the fia then in in f1 then you know maybe we could just have ai just constantly making decisions on the fly (laughs) i don't know Maybe it won't take seven hours to get all the track limits penalties done after the race. You know what I mean? (laughs) I guess, but, you know, it's weird sometimes. Some of the penalties just... Some of the penalties are bullshit, Tyler. That's what I'm going to say. Some of the penalties are fucking (laughs) bullshit. Uh, Yeah, Um, I can imagine. Like, they're like, yeah, you caught... you, it was unavoidable, or no? It was you made avoidable contact with this car that was rejoining the track at ninety degrees across the track, and you hit them. Right. That's yeah. your fault. That's your fault. Even though they were rejoining unsafely. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely having a lot of fun with it. It's a it's a, a lot of interesting changes. It's been a while since we've had a Forza Motorsport. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to take it online. I, w- I wonder how it's going to be online because <laughs> they, yeah, they've added right. some of that like safety rating stuff too. Um, mm, gotcha. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that they went away for a long time. I mean, the last Forza was actually, uh, man, 2017, I want to say like it, it's been a while since we got a force proper Forza motorsport. And it seems like they they actually took the time to like really do some new things with the game that seems for the best, and I'm really really excited to dig into it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I, I I'm curious what you think about some of those changes. How you managed to tune that difficulty for yourself? Because yeah, I guess everyone's going to have a different preference for how they do it. Because you can definitely still do the hey. I'm just going to start from the back and see see if I can climb all the way to the front. Um, I don't need these AI to be super fast. The interesting thing I will say is that um, when you're when you race from the back, you definitely see how the AI improves the further up the grid you go because at the back it's just fucking chaos. <laughs> People just That's make awesome. like the AI makes so many like mistakes that like and they look like. It it almost looks like an online race where like these are children trying to race cars at the back, um, but but they're like interesting mistakes that that uh that they make um, that almost feel human. So, yeah, cool stuff. I'll continue to play Forza. Um, maybe we'll have to race sometime. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, yeah, that, that's all. That's all I've got. That's all. That's all the video games I've been playing. Um, let's get into some news. Uh, the biggest news of the week that we hinted at last sh- episode of the show: uh, this Microsoft's uh, Activision acquisition has gone through. It is official. Activision Blizzard is now owned by Microsoft, and Bobby Kotick is going to remain the CEO. Activision Blizzard. Until the end of 2023, he will report to Phil Spencer. We'll see if he lasts longer than that. Yeah. I don't know. It's a couple months, I guess. Yeah. Maybe he'll... If he doesn't get the boot out the door, 
I I kind of feel for <laughs> like people who were hopeful that this would mean a better work environment there. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see uh what happens there, but I, honestly, I thought I had just had this feeling that uh Bobby would good old Bobby would stay around for uh, a lot longer than mm. just the end of the year. I don't know why. I just had this feeling like this dude is just He's, you know, diehard Activision. He's staying with it, and maybe, um, you know, while he is obviously not the greatest dude, uh, a lot of bad shit has happened underneath him as CEO. I just thought maybe, maybe Microsoft will keep around because guy has made a lot of money for Activision, you know. But, um, you know, he's gonna get a gigantic fat check, and see you later, see ya, Bobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get out of here. He's going to end up popping up somewhere else. Yeah, right. Yeah, I am curious what what he does after this. Um, uh, Eve's Gamow's solution to the culture at Ubisoft is to hire Bobby Kotick. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Mm. Um, yeah, dude, it's, it's finally over. Like, holy fuck. This thing has just went on for so long. So yeah. long. It's finally here. You know, I, I, I'm just very curious how this will just impact both short-term and long-term. You know, what? And, yeah. how much does it boost Game Pass? You know, what, what does Microsoft do with, with these teams? Do they change things up at all? Um with say Call of Duty, it's such a cash cow. But you know, do they make Call of Duty every other year or something? Have better uh, support with it? You know, what do what franchises does Microsoft bring back? All all sorts of stuff. I mean, I am very curious overall. Just what impact now this is going to have on the industry, and also just Microsoft competing, I guess, with with Sony. You know, what how how's all that go? I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. It's, I just wonder how much does Game Pass cost next year? Is right. It, <laughs> Absolutely. Cause, what is it right now? Is it uh, $12 a month? or I want to say it's $16, 16 a month for Ultimate. Yeah, yeah 16 and for Ultimate. Yeah, did maybe they bump 12 Do they bump that to 20 I could see it. I could totally see it. Wow. I could I could see it going to twenty, and while that might be steep, that is one cheaper than Netflix still, and then two. <laughs> Fuck! I forgot still... how much Netflix. I forgot how much Netflix fucking oh, costs yeah. now. That's for. Mm. I know. That's terrible. Uh, yeah, and then uh, two. I mean, there still is a ton of value coming to the service that, you know, I feel like twenty dollars is is. Uh, I, I, I could swallow it, I think, mm-hmm. personally. Um, yeah. But Microsoft has to prove that, that you know, mm-hmm. they, uh, let's not have any red falls here. Obviously, they've launched Starfield and Forza. Those seem to be good. But um, let's not have any more red falls. Let's really, you know, Microsoft really needs to prove that they can manage this stuff because it's just been really slow getting games out. I mean, they uh, they bought so many developers just for the Xbox Game Studios side, and we've barely seen anything out of them. Um, 
so that I mean that's a lot of people to manage. It's a lot of projects to manage and all sorts of stuff. And I'm really curious how well Microsoft's going to do with that. I mean, it's it's nuts, truly nuts. Um, how many teams they own now. Um, and and I'm also just curious on that that content push onto Game Pass, like getting in in a rhythm. Hopefully, um, how does this affect third party deals coming to Game Pass too? Because if you have all of the, uh, if you have a lot of first party titles coming to it, maybe they don't need to shell out as much money for um, other Game Pass deals. I don't know. It's going to be pretty pretty interesting. Also. How does Sony respond to this, if at all? I mean, Sony's obviously, I think, still in a very dominant position. They're still selling incredibly well. Spider-Man 2's around the corner. It's going to sell like crazy. But, uh, you know, what What does Sony do? How do they respond? Do they, uh, maybe do they, they release actually... Some, maybe, maybe they reveal some fucking video games. Yeah, I was literally <laughs> going to say that. <laughs> that would be nice if they could reveal some fucking video games. That isn't just The Last of Us 2 remastered. I yeah. mean... Come on. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really, really curious. Sony side of thing. I mean, they put up a fight. They did. Jim Ryan. He tried. He didn't make it, though. No. Nope. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about cyberpunk here. Um, a little... I don't know how to read this story. So, in the making of Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, they used AI to replace a voice actor who had passed away, with the permission of that voice actor's family. It's... This is a very major character. Like, like I, I understand that you kind of want to have an identifiable character there. Uh, but this is like, I don't know. It, it feels, it just feels icky a little bit. I like, I understand they got permission to use his voice, but I, I just don't like the idea of <laughs> AI replicating voices. Like it, it's just weird. Like just the whole concept of like using AI to create the voice of someone who has passed away, it just feel it just feels dystopian, really. Like <laughs> am I like are are people is there going to be a service for like hey, I want to I want to hear the voice of my dead family member again. Like <laughs> Oh I, I yeah, I'm to, sure I want I, I want to talk to an AI companion that sounds like 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 a close friend who passed away like it is there is a dark fucking road ahead of us yeah no there's absolutely like some you know black mirror shit that's not that far away honestly um yeah i'm with you i i think if they didn't get the permission of the family this would obviously be incredibly gross um and this is a lot of what you know, like SAG-AFTRA is fighting for one of the big, you know, points um, in all of their uh, negotiations with Hollywood is to, just the use of AI, you know, making sure there's permissions for that stuff and all sorts of things like that. Because um, AI's here and it's 
unfortunately not going away. Um, but yeah, I, I think it is a, it is a little a little strange. I I I also think it's it's just as strange to me as say um, what uh, Disney did with um, Carrie Fisher in Rogue One. Yeah, you know, like re- recreating well Carrie Fisher and um, oh my god, I'm forgetting the other the other actor. And, and main character there uh, from A New Hope that's also in that movie playing on it but um, yeah I mean they obviously used CG and recreated them and that's fucking weird and I don't know how to feel about it I I don't know it's it's strange and I am one where I think to me I would lean on let's just recast um, but I know it is very very hard to do uh, depending on the character and you know who played them and all that stuff, people can get very attached to it. It might, you know, be be very hard to fill fill that role. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a weird fucking world, man. I didn't like speaking of AI. I didn't know that uh, the apology that the Lord of the Rings Gollum team put out was apparently made with Chat GPT. Did you hear about this? Yeah, I heard about it. Oh my god. Oh, that's just disgusting. Can't even oh write their own god. apology. No. No, apparently that was like just like sent out. I mean, that whole thing's a fucking mess, but Yeah, still, apparently like, like that Chat that GPT, whole studio you know? is like I I didn't put the story in here, but apparently that that whole development of that thing was fucking hell. Yeah. Like absolutely. That, that, the people working there did not feel safe. <laughs> Right. So, yeah, it's a weird, weird future we are heading into for sure. Yeah, and it's not like it's not clear in this article, but it doesn't it doesn't sound like they even compensated that family. Like, like at the very mm. least, like there there should be a payment out to the family who gave permission for this, right? That would make sense. I would think so. Yeah, I would hope they did, but yeah, this article does not say. Um, I just want to put it out here right now. If anyone wants to use my voice after I'm dead, no. No. Never. (laughs) I mean, if someone wants to use my voice and pay me, depends how much they're paying me. Fuck it, I'll sell out. Of course you would. I kind of figured you might. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Depends, though. Not not for a thousand dollars or no. Um, what what was the for Metal Gear Solid? What's her yeah, tw- what's her name? Yeah, twelve hundred dollars for fucking twelve hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. All right. Ubisoft has delayed X Defiant indefinitely. Which sounds to me like maybe is it, is it canceled? No, because you, I guess Ubisoft doesn't cancel video games. Because wait, what happened? What happened to Skull and Bones? That has just been delayed. Okay, yeah, it's not canceled. Not canceled. Okay, yeah, Ubisoft doesn't cancel games. I guess. <laughs> I mean, they do with some. There was that Ghost Recon Battle Royale yeah. or whatever. That they don't, was like a they terrible don't like idea. To, they don't like to cancel announced video games. Yeah. 
They've canceled right. plenty of unannounced stuff, but they don't typically like to cancel announced stuff. What um, they like to do is announce things and then they just go away forever. And yeah. like they they just say, yeah, it's still happening, but they don't um, they don't show it. They don't really talk about it beyond Good and Evil Two. I think you can throw in um, the Splinter Cell reboot, the um, um, that they announced. Um, what's the other one? Oh, Prince of Persia. Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, that's just kind of went away for years now. It's like, <laughs> that's what Ubisoft does. And I guess we can throw X Defiant onto the list. I do think X Defiant's going to come out, though. I mean, there were people playing it, and it did Maybe seem they- like it was almost there in terms of coming out. But then they were saying stuff of how they didn't pass certification and. Now they're saying there's inconsistencies after there's public test session, and I don't know what's going on here, but I do think this game will eventually come out, but it seems like they're trying to really rush it out there. I think the smart thing to do is to hold on to it, see what Microsoft does with Call of Duty, and if there's an off year without of Call of Duty, maybe that's the year to release X Defiant. <laughs> maybe. I, I think you just don't know what's going to happen with that. Yeah. I mean, they, they were supposed to not be a Call of Duty this year. And yeah. Like we're getting to Modern real. Warfare 3, where they're literally just remaking all the Modern Warfare maps. Um, yeah. And I'm like, fuck. Those were good maps. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I want to buy a fucking Call of Duty game for that, though. Like, I know. I know. I feel like I'm just buying yeah. those maps again. I know. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, eventually we'll get X Defiant. Maybe eventually we'll get Skull and Bones. Maybe. Maybe we'll eventually get Beyond Good and Evil 2. Sure. Sure. Maybe we'll get to Brayman. Oh, I would love that. See, Ubisoft is so weird. Some, I mean, they're weird in a lot of ways, but like they will announce these games and then they'll get in... You know, stuck in development hell, or they're not working on them, but they keep saying they're working on them, and um, and then they have you know like Rayman that is just sitting there, and they keep making games in a the Crew franchise for some reason, mm-hmm. and I'm like, does anyone legitimately play the Crew? I don't think so. I'm, I could be wrong with that, obviously. I don't have hard fucking data in front of me, but I just feel like no one gives a flying fuck about the crew and no one has given a flying fuck about the crew. And they're on like the third or fourth game now. They're such a weird publisher. Yeah. Yeah. They don't really do any of those small games like they used to, like uh, Child of Light. Um, mm-hmm. other uh, Those other UB art games. I think they actually shut that that down didn't they yeah I think so yeah I would love they brought that stuff back it's just different you know it was different and pretty neat for a uh, big publisher like Ubisoft to do something like that it's a little bit like EA with some of their EA original titles it's like you know it's kind of cool that you're supporting some of these games like this Um, and you know who knows if EA originals will continue because it seemed like Immortals of Avian bombed very hard yeah. So, who knows on that? Yeah. Uh, game that has not bombed Assassin's Creed Mirage. Ubisoft says that uh, the player count is in line 
with the previous launches, like Origins and Odyssey. Notice they didn't say uh, Valhalla. Um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Uh, but apparently Mirage is doing very well. Uh, and, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm curious, but I don't. I don't need to play more Assassin's Creed. I don't need it. <laughs> I will eventually get around to playing this game. I am I'm good I'm glad to hear this. Um that seems like the game's doing well. I hope that Ubisoft um maybe takes this in the right direction though of um you know, I, I hope that maybe the next game is a big RPG like Valhalla and well hopefully not like Valhalla like Origins and Odyssey um, but then maybe the one after that's another small 20 hour game and they don't just constantly keep pumping these games out that are 100 hours long like let's let's spice it up let's do what feels natural I guess like you know they're working on the um, game in Japan set in Japan like I feel like that should be a big one you know, maybe, but maybe one after that's a little bit smaller or something like that. Like, um, so I hope this is sending that message to Ubisoft and for this franchise. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious though, because I, I think I do remember reading that Valhalla did sell very well and they made like a fucking billion dollars on that game or some billion dollars in sales or something on it. Like something really crazy. Um, and Odyssey are both, especially Odyssey, is are incredibly long games. But that's just how long Valhalla was. Like, that it just, it makes those games feel short in comparison to me. Um, just and, and I think also just the fact that Valhalla, like, the way they did the progression in the story and stuff, and it just, you did all of these stories and all these different, like, areas on the map, and it didn't count for anything. That's the part that bothers me the most about that game. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, and maybe instead of like making like 60 hours of DLC, they can just make a smaller video game. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm I'm totally down for that. Which, you know, is what what this game started as was more DLC for Valhalla and Instead, they spun it into its own little game, and that's cool. And, and what I what I also like about it too is this game's not full price either. Um, I think it's only fifty dollars, and you know it seems very appropriate for this. Um, so too, I think it's cool to just explore the the price scale um, some more with this. So we'll see see where it goes. Yeah. All right, last up, we have a bit of PlayStation news here. A new console, um, well, PlayStation 5 Slim. Yeah. Um, coming this holiday season, it, it looks skinny. It looks it looks slim. It does. It. I do uh, think, though, without seeing it in person, it is a little hard to tell. Like totally how much smaller it is um but they said it's been reduced by 30 percent and the weight by 18 percent um so all that's good i mean it uh it, it 
it does look like a PlayStation Five though. Like the overall form factor hasn't changed too much. Yeah. There. They couldn't just make a black box yeah. or whatever. Right. <laughs> what if they just like I, I wish they'd just like make it look like the PlayStation Two or whatever. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> what if the PlayStation Five, but it looks like a PlayStation yeah. Two? <laughs> right. Uh, um Remember how small the PlayStation Two was? Oh my gosh, was? the tiniest fucking thing Holy ever fuck. made. Dude, that thing was so cool. Loved it. Um mm. Yeah, and, and what's interesting, too, about this is there is a digital model. Uh, the digital model, unfortunately, has went up in price to 450 instead of 400 Probably blame inflation mm-hmm. on that. Um, and even though I'm sure, obviously, this thing is smaller, and I'm sure they have probably optimized its manufacturing to make it cheaper overall it's just prices just keep fucking going up it's insane how much certain things cost um but the regular console staying at five hundred dollars and they're selling a detachable disc drive which was rumored and so if you buy the digital one you know you won't have a disc drive if you want to get the disc drive then it is eighty dollars how do you feel about that mm. price for a disk drive? Mm. That seems pretty steep to me, mm. but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I know no, I just... that physical sales decline every year, um, but I don't know, man. $80 for a disk drive seems pretty steep on that, but I do like, though, that... There's the option. Like, I, I do think that, you know, the next generation of consoles, I feel like the, this is probably the way they'll go from the start. Is they'll have, like, some sort of disk drive that you can attach if you want, but every model they make is probably going to be a digital um, digital model. Because even, like, in the Xbox leak, uh, the Xbox Series X refresh that's apparently coming next year is apparently all digital as well, so... I don't know. Are all digital futures pretty much here? Ten years later, after Microsoft yeah. tried to push it through. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's uh, also a new stand that is coming um, for a vertical stand. That's going to be thirty dollars. Um, and then you know, the, Sony started selling these uh, plates for your console. They're apparently going to be making small versions of those for this thing. They will be $55 a piece. Um, And basically, once the stock of the console now that you and I both own um, runs out, this will be the only only version. Small PS5. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. I'm glad I have mine already. Like I don't, I don't need to buy it. A refresh. No, but. I don't either. Um, the, I guess the one other thing though that is nice is, uh, I think this overall storage is going up. I think the base mm. is like 825 gigs on the on the launch models, and now it's going to be flat out like one terabyte of space that you'll have. So, okay. you know, that's nice, I guess. But yeah, otherwise. 
and being smaller. Obviously, no other real, real improvements there. Rumors of a pro coming out next year, so we'll we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's it's nice to do this refresh. I think this is probably going to sell very well, and you know, good to uh, overall just kind of refresh the console there. But yeah, I'm with you. I obviously don't need this thing. All right, let's move on to some of the benefits you'll be getting if you are a PlayStation Plus member. This for PlayStation Plus Premium members is cloud streaming. Starting at the end of the month, um, October 30th, you'll be able to stream games. Uh, let's see, what, what do we have here? Um, it'll be select games. Uh, let's see. I'm seeing... Forza, or not Forza, Horizon Forbidden West. The reason I, I thought Forza Horizon. <laughs> Why is Forza Horizon in my head? Horizon Forbidden West, Ghost of Tsushima, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Um, some other games, let's see. Is there, do they just have a list? Do they have a list? Let me see if they have a list. Let me open up the, play, the old PlayStation blog here. Do they have a list of supported games? No, they don't. Um, but yeah, there's. You'll be able to play some. You'll be able to stream. This is a good start. They're they're starting this cloud streaming thing. This is the thing I would have much rather them focus on rather than this, the, the PlayStation Portal. Whatever the fuck. I don't think they're going to sell any of those. Like, do you really think they're going to sell any of those? Well, like, holy the, shit. the the pre-orders keep selling out. Now. Who knows really? how much they're making available, though? You know, obviously, we don't know those numbers. I think it will sell well initially. I don't know. We'll see. I think, yeah, I think it would be fucking sweet if that thing could do this, but I don't know if it can. I guess this is just streaming. Is this streaming just on PS5? Or is this streaming on your um, phone or something? That's what I'm trying to... Let's see. Yeah, figure out. I, I mean, there there are some good streaming options there. Different resolutions up to 4K, which is crazy. Up to 60 frames as well. Um, so that's mm. that's nice. But yeah, I mean, if like the PlayStation yeah. Portal could, if you could just stream your games to it, which I let me back up. I know that's what you are doing. Um, but if you could stream games, say when you're not connected to your own Wi-Fi or whatever at home, that'd be sweet. Um, I, mean, I don't know. Obviously, it would depend on your internet, but um, that would be cool if it could do that. Yeah. So, right here it says PS5 Cloud remains exclusively available on the PlayStation 5 console okay. at launch. So, this is... You are going to be streaming this on console. This is not as cool as I thought gotcha. it was. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, like, to me... I want to stream games to my phone. Do it like Xbox does, Right, fuckers. yeah, exactly. Like, to me, if I'm on the console, I'm going to play the game on the console. Like, I don't... I'm going to yeah. install it and play it. I'm not going to stream it. That's just weird to me. Like, the only exception is if you're... If you didn't pre-load the game and you want to play... The, you want to cloud stream the game while it's downloading the yeah, install. Yeah, sure. That'd be cool. 
but even then that's that's kind of that's going to require a huge bandwidth to do both at the same yeah. time yeah and even then too like obviously depending on your internet speeds and stuff like you know it might not be that long you know what you gotta wait 20 minutes for yeah. it to download boohoo you know what i mean but yeah i mean it would be cool if you could you know but yeah yeah i i think it'd be cool to be able to like you said if they did like how xbox does it if the playstation portal could just be bam there you're streaming stuff i don't know be neat but at that point i'm just like well let me download the fucking games on the playstation portal god damn it yeah Hmm. all right let's look at the new games coming to the playstation plus game catalog uh got ooh, okay I'm just going to go through this list. This is an interesting list of video games. You've got Gotham Knights, <laughs> uh, Disco Elysium, The Final Cut, Dark Picture Anthology's House of Ashes, Alien Isolation, Dead Island Definitive Edition, Outlast 2, Elite Dangerous, Far, Changing Tides, Gungrave, Gore, Eldest Souls, and Roki. Uh, and then coming to the Classics Games Catalog, which I believe is for premium members. Um, Tekken 6, Soul Calibur, Broken Destiny, Ape Escape Academy, and IQ Final. Um, they have one of the best games of all time in there, Disco Elysium. Yeah. But, but man, they led this list off with Gotham Knights. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think they're trying to get, get a couple bags over there. At Warner Brothers, because Gotham Knights is also coming to Game Pass this month, I think. Um, so yeah. I think they're they're trying to recoup some costs there. I would think. Um, yeah, overall, pretty good list. I think I think like um, House of Ashes, Alien Isolation, Outlast Two, like all those are uh, perfect for this time of year as well. So that's cool. Um, I just yeah, just some of this uh, some of these classics though. I mean, come on, man. Ape Escape Academy, like, like, I'm sorry, how many fucking Ape Escape, every fucking month there's an Ape Escape game, so I, I like Ape Escape, but damn it. Tekken 6? Hmm. I don't know. Ah. They're adding the PSP Soul Calibur game. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't like, get it. I, I'm not. I'm not also like with Tekken Six. I'm not trying to trash on Tekken Six. It just seems like a weird pick out of like all these classic games that they could be choosing. Um, and I'm with you on the Soul Calibur as well. Like, uh, why? Why these PSP ports? All all they do is PSP ports. I don't get it. It's weird. No one used the PSP to play the games. They used it to fucking pirate. <laughs> older games <laughs> like people will use the PSP as a fucking emulation device <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah I don't know just with the prices going up so much for classic or if, with the premium PlayStation Plus that includes classics I just feel like they need to do a lot better there obviously they're adding more value to that subscription tier with the cloud streaming even though it's not totally like, you know, there's not a ton of options with it because it's just off your console. 
and they're adding like the Sony Pictures Core that we talked about last week, just adding some stuff to it. Like all that stuff's good, but I just feel like people subscribe for the premium because of the classics and it's just some weird picks. Some months it's good and other months it's like, well, what are you guys doing? I just don't get it. Yeah, I, I had my hopes up for their classics, but man, they've they've really let me yeah. down. Agreed. But the extra I mean, yeah, the price went up pretty significantly on the extra as well, but yeah, there's a lot of good good value there, for sure. Yeah, and that's the last bit of news we have for this week, Tyler. Um, man, not much, not much going on out there. I mean, I guess it is a short week for us because got stuff going on this weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm going to the Renaissance Fair. Nice. Ooh. Very nice. Got a Halloween party Ooh. tomorrow. I have a, mm. a baby queue tomorrow. At oh God, we already went over this baby queue. We don't need to talk about well, the Well, the one queue. thing I forgot to mention <laughs> is it starts at 11 a.m. Oh, my God. That's so much time that you shouldn't be there. Um, so I got that, and then we're going to a wedding tomorrow as well in the, e- in the evening. And then Sundays. Maui. Yeah, Sunday. Got a whole bunch of shit going on. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy weekend for me as well. Yeah, we'll hopefully get back with a more normal one uh, next time. Uh, but uh, thank you all for listening. And if you could, please give us ratings, reviews, shares with your friends, all that good stuff. It helps. And until next week, be good to each other. Play your video games. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba-ba-da. and.